his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. So a couple of weeks ago, we were on the air, and we were talking about my daughters and my trip to Stonehenge. And we were talking about, you know, it was like a religious experience for us. Uh, today is the first day of winter. I have long thought oh. that Stonehenge was nothing more than a gigantic calendar. And if you ever needed proof, there's the picture. The sun setting in between some of the stones. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, tell maybe me. Maybe they were just bored and they thought, well, maybe, maybe let's stack they were. some big hey, rocks on top of each I've other. I've got a novel idea. <laughs> let's bring thousand pound rocks from the shore and we'll just uh, we'll just wheel them in here and stack them on top of each other. Sure. We got nothing else going on. Isn't that the most incredible photograph? Beautiful. That you've ever seen. You know what you should do? You should. Take your photograph of Stonehenge, because you own that. I do. And turn it into a paint-by-number and start painting by number. Now, here's the only problem I have with this picture of Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. So there you see this, the sun coming through two of the big, gigantic stones. Yeah. Well, yesterday, couldn't you have just moved over here? It's exactly what you would do for any of those and photographs. And then it's still... Yeah, in the hole. It's exactly what you would do. So maybe it's not a calendar. I don't know what it is, Scott. Maybe it's just a gigantic, hey, we've got nothing else going on. Isn't it on. one of the wonders of the world? If it's not, it should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, by the way, not wonders laughing. Well, no, I am laughing because she didn't die. There is a woman who is recovering today who tried to take a selfie in front of an oncoming train. And there is one photograph of her and her dingling friend. And by the way, they look like they're in their 50s. Going, woo, like, like, thumbs up, here comes the train. And then, yeah. And then in the second photograph, one of the women is like, Bleh! like in mid, whoops, I just got whacked by this thing. She's lucky she's not dead. I do believe she had an arm hand type injury and she's fine. <laughs> I had that in my stack and I'm like, I'm not going to even read that because that is so dumb that I cannot feel sorry for this woman. And then you bring up selfie and here it comes tumbling out of my mouth. I'm sorry. If you get hit by a train taking a selfie, that is on you. Uh, Stonehenge is not one of the seven wonders of the world. Why? I don't know. It, it's listed as secondary. It was, it was an honorable mention. It, no, seriously. Stonehenge is listed as an honorable mention. 
the Great Pyramid of Giza, Colossus of Rhodes, which is on a Greek island, uh, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the the Lighthouse of Alexandria in Egypt. We put a lighthouse on there? We ain't going to put the Stonehenge on there? I, I didn't make the list. Uh, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus. Common spelling. Uh, the Statue of Zeus in Olympia, Greece, and the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus. Uh, your honorable mentions, among other but things. If they don't exist anymore, they shouldn't still be listed as a wonder of the world. It's like the FBI most wanted list. Once they catch you or you're dead, you're you not come wanted. off the list. Uh, would you care to guess some of the honorable mentions of the seven wonders of the world? Stonehenge is one. Is any, are any of them in America? Like the mm. Grand Canyon or something? I don't know. No. Then I don't know. No. Big Ben did not make the list. Uh, not Mount Rushmore? No. Then I got nothing. Uh, the, co- the catacombs? Brush Creek. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, the, the, <laughs> the the Colosseum in Rome. Oh, okay. Is, gets honorable mention. Oh, good lord! We've got to remake this list. The, also on the honorable mention, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Great Wall of China, and Stonehenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing. All, all right. Check that. When you get way down into the honorable, honorable mentions, (laughs) we do get a couple of U.S. places. Okay. The Empire State Building. The Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. uh, The Panama Canal, which was built by Americans, but is not American. The J.C. Nichols Fountain. No, didn't make it. No. kidding. It didn't didn't make it. (laughs) The Apple Store on 119th. Well, of course. I mean, duh. Yeah, 119th of Metcalf. I mean, duh. Uh, speaking of duh. modern. Yeah, right. I mean, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome on a Friday night. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. By the way, of the eight wonders of the world, I don't know where any of them are and have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, all right. So wait, the USA Today. I hope I'm not boring the crap out of you. No, this is, I, I'm curious the, what they are. The USA Today has come out with their new. Oh, updated. Seven wonders of the world. No, the Grand Canyon does make the okay, list. Okay, now we're talking for the for the new Seven Wonders of the now World. Now we're talking Grand Canyon. I'm in. Okay, uh, the Great Migration of the Serengeti. Okay, in Tanzania and Kenya, make it. Okay, the Mayan ruins. Sure, the Internet. What? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a word I cannot even remotely pronounce, but it's located. It, it's a national monument in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, but the word is so long, I can't even pronounce it. The polar ice caps, the old city of Jerusalem, okay, and the Patala Palace in Tibet. Okay. Those are the new seven wonders of the world. I don't think the internet belongs on there. To me, the, a wonder of agree. the world has to be agree. something that you stare at and take a picture of, and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so in awe that this thing exists, I can't even breathe. 
Well, I would certainly. I've never seen the Grand Canyon, um, but I would. I would argue that that would certainly qualify. Of course. But but you know, I'm with you. The internet. Why is the internet even on here? I don't know. But you can't touch it. I just feel like that belongs on a technology list separate mm-hmm. from from what you just listed. Um, speaking of technology, you're not going to believe this. There was a company you've all heard of that was the quickest company in history. One of the fastest startups in United States history to ever reach a billion dollar valuation. And it has now filed for bankruptcy. Rudy Giuliani? No. Wow. The electric scooter rental company, Bird. Really? You see them down all over corners in they're, cities they're, across the United States. They're all States. downtown. Bird, the electric huh. scooter rental company, has filed for bankruptcy protection this week. The oh. uh, Chapter 11 filing will reportedly allow the company to sell its U.S. assets in the next three to six months. Bird was founded in 2017, went public in 2021. It once called itself the largest micro-mobility operator in North America. Hmm. At its peak, was said to have operated scooter and bicycle sharing operations in 350 cities. However, Bird's losses piled up as the company focused more on growth and market share than profitability. It was delisted from the New York Stock Exchange in September after Bird admitted it overstated its revenue for the past two years. Okay. Keep in mind, when this thing came on the scene, every city was like, oh, we got to get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, we got to get that. Mm-hmm. But it, did it not kind of become a um, a meme, more than a multi-billion dollar company, when really when I think of the bird scooter, I think of just dumped somewhere randomly. By some drunk? Yeah, never to be seen again. We ended up with one in a parking lot near our neighborhood. Somehow, I don't know how. Because we don't have bird scooters anywhere near where I live. And it was just dumped in this parking lot. And how long did it sit there? Oh, like three weeks until I took a photo of it. And I'm like, dude, I don't even want to know what kind of night this was. Because to get here on a bird scooter, you had to be drunk and probably be on 435 at one point. Like, bird, you are out of your neighborhood. What are you doing here? 913-586-7798-586. 7798. She is Dana Wright. He is Chris Minders. That guy over there is Dan Weinbaum here on KMBZ. So there could soon be one less way to travel in America, and that is the bird scooter. It's wow. <laughs> unfortunate. The bird is down. <laughs> Have you ever, did you ever hop on I, one of those? I never did. I never did. I, I saw them. Yeah, I took a joke photo on one, like jokingly, like ah, like I'm on it. I would never get on one of those things. I, 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 I always kind of positioned it like it was what drunk twenty somethings used to get around downtown, and I wasn't twenty something, and I wasn't drunk. You know, you're not supposed to ride them on the sidewalk. They wanted you to ride them in the street, where to me, I just it was not for me. The balance, the uh, propensity that I have to tip forward and fall. And then when you do that, you know, you break both wrists. And then when you yeah. break both wrists, there's lots of things you can't do by yourself that I'm not interesting and have someone um, facilitating. So like, I so literally I, just looked no. at those as injury-prone things. But that's because at my age, I'm, I, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do. I wouldn't get on a skateboard either. No, I, ne- I never rode a bird. So bird is filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, apparently I never will. Then we have <laughs> this story. <laughs> 
Time's up. Then we have this story <laughs> from up. the Kansas City Star and Lawrence. And I want to talk to our Uber and Lyft drivers about this because a Kansas woman is suing Lyft, alleging she was sexually assaulted and robbed in Lawrence. And here's where my radar would have gone up the second this person came to pick me up, because I do use Uber quite a bit. A Kansas woman has filed a lawsuit against the rideshare company Lyft, and three individuals who she claims in her suit are responsible for this violent attack last year. Okay? Okay. And then they named the defendants and and all of these things. Um, The suit contends that the young woman had been drinking when she booked a Lyft ride in March of 2022. The woman recognized the driver, she says a woman named Michaela, but whose name in the app popped up under the name Terry. So it would be like me getting into an Uber and Scott, you're my Uber driver. So I recognize you as Scott. But when I look at the app, it uh, says Bill. It says Bill. And I'm like, well, that's weird. You're Scott. And this says your name is Bill. But the car matches. She I want to be clear. I don't think this says she got into the wrong car. Okay. When she got into the car, this Michaela, whose real name is Terry, or Terry, who's Michaela, wasn't alone. Mm. There was a man in the passenger seat, and it turns out, according to the lawsuit, that man was the Uber driver, Lyft driver's husband, a guy named Joshua. And according to the lawsuit, I won't get the details are horrible. Um, she was sexually assaulted. She was alleged to have been assaulted and, and horrible things after that. Are you allowed... As a cab driver, Uber driver, or Lyft driver, to have a passenger in that front seat. And here's why I ask. According to court documents, the plaintiff, the victim in the back seat, was unaware that the husband in the front seat, quote, had an extensive criminal record, including convictions of aggravated assault, battery, disorderly conduct, driving with a suspended license, possession of a controlled substance, and unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia. Of course you wouldn't know that. You got into a lift with a woman who was supposed to be named, you know, Marjorie, and it turns out she goes by Beth, who brought her husband along. Who apparently has a criminal an record. an extensive criminal record. Right. If I used the Uber app, and it's supposed to be James picking me up, and he says, hi, are you Dana? And I say, yes, are you James? Yep. Everything is good. And then I look into the car, and there is a second person in that passenger seat there's no way in hell I'm getting in that car. Would you ever ride in the front seat with a male Uber driver? I have before when there are four of us in the car. Okay, so when you have friends. Yeah, but you're you're working on the assumption, Scott, that this driver has been checked. He's got five stars. But they're vetted. They're, they're vetted. The car matches the guy. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of times that I feel guilty giving a less than um, stellar review, and it was for never anything that I felt unsafe. One of them was an incredibly unclean car. Well, remember the one guy a year ago oh, who was playing the rap music, that inappropriate incredible rap? Incredible inappropriate music. That was number two. At a volume of like 10. And the third one, and I feel guilty. I did not leave any. I just didn't say. Instead of leaving a bad review, I just didn't say. I got into an Uber from work from right here. The smell was over. Overwhelming. By smell, you mean body odor? Overwhelming. <laughs> like, I was thinking, I've got to leave here and go to dinner, and I'm going to walk out of this Uber. With that sink sm- on me. That, that yes. in your clothing. In your my- nostrils. Oh, my God. You know it's a bad smell when. When you can taste it. 
and when like an yeah. hour later, it's still in your yeah. nostrils. So that's the only time I've left a bad review. Now, if I hailed an Uber and the Uber showed up and there was someone else in the passenger seat, it would be awkward. But I would say, look, I'm not comfortable getting in with somebody else in the car. So you would you would not get in? No. And this story is a reminder that I need to remind my daughters the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's not supposed to be someone in the front seat. Now, if I'm wrong, tell me. If you're a driver and you say, no, we can have our husbands ride along. Well, what if your well, husband's I, like a I, violent person? I'll be honest. It, it makes me nervous when I think about you or my daughters getting into an Uber. <laughs> I share the ride every time. You Tell mean, your daughters. What do you mean you share there, the There's ride? a little button that says, would you like to share your ride with someone? And you go, yeah, every time, ladies. Oh, so they'll pick up a second person. No, oh. it, it sends a text to all of your safe people saying, Dana oh. is in an Uber right now with John. I'm like, John, I'm sure you're a perfectly nice person, but I just alerted everyone that I'm in your car. <laughs> Don't try any funny business. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm serious. It, it makes me nervous. Like when, when we leave here at night and I know that you're going out, and you get into an Uber with just some random dude, or when my daughters, you know, because now yeah. they're of age, and they can hail Ubers yeah. if they want. Um, if I know they're going out and they're getting into an Uber with some random dude, I'll be honest, and maybe I've just been on the show with you for too long. It, You're welcome. It, it, well, it makes me nervous. Tell them to always press the button to share their ride with you, with whoever. It takes one second. You just hit share ride, and it says share with Chris. Yes, boom. And number two, and all of the like, women know this. Does that do like a Life 360 yeah, on the Yeah, Life 360s ride? and shows okay. that you in real time where your daughters are. Number two, all of the women know this. If there are four of you drinking in an Uber going home for the night, you never leave one person alone in that car. So Mm-mm. we drop off person A, we drop off person B. Person C and D get out together and you figure out the car situation tomorrow. You don't ever leave a woman alone in the Uber Amen. at the end of a night, Amen. ever. And, and, and your daughters know that. I, and I don't mean to be an alarmist, and I'm no. not trying to be. Um, and again, back to what I said before, maybe I've just been on the show with you for too long, um, but I get nervous when some random dude rolls up in an Uber. I think most Uber drivers who are male would tell you, I don't want to be alone in the car with the girl that's half passed out in the yeah. back, like who can't really remember. Sure. I don't want to be in that situation either. Right. So Nine- A and B can be dropped off separately. C and D have to stay together. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Don't forget, tomorrow is Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances. We do that every Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock here on Dana and Parks. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. 
coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Let's get to the phones. Uh, telephone number is 913-586-7798. Uh, Megan in Overland Park. Megan, hi. Hi. Go ahead. Um, so I apologize. It's going to be kind of a long explanation, but Dana, to answer your question in regards to having um, people in the passenger seat or kids in the back seat of your car, when you work as a driver, for any type of business, whether it's a food delivery, flowers, people, any type of I drive for work kind of situation. Right. The company that you work for will keep insurance on you, but only to the extent to cover themselves. Meaning if I'm a driver and I wreck my car, my car isn't taken care of and my injuries aren't taken care of by the company's insurance. It's only any damage that I cause, if that makes sense. Another piece to that is that most personal insurance, progressive Geico, anything like that, they generally don't cover you as a as the driver themselves. If I were a driver and I told my insurance company I do this for a living, they generally cancel your clause. They don't usually have coverage for that because you are driving extensively a lot more than right. most people. You're also putting them at risk for being being responsible if you do something wrong, just like the company's insurance. But are you saying this so is buyer beware? Company, Wait, Megan, are you saying it's buyer beware is, as a, as is, a yes. writer? Absolutely, yes. Um, it is. And it is for the driver as well, because if you're not fully protected in all aspects, the, the rider, the driver, and the company, if everybody's not properly protected, somebody's going to get let down in a negative situation. So it's it's a no-go when it comes to having passengers, kids, anything like that, because there's not, generally, there's not always coverage in all aspects, and somebody does get left in a tough situation. In this case, I think that she would have a case to go after the company. I think you said it was Lyft, so Lyft that she works for, right? The client would be able to go after them for coverage, because that's where the money they, is. Yeah, I mean, the, the companies have to right, protect right. themselves. But when they go after, when she goes after the people where she was harmed, right, if she chooses to sue the driver and her husband. They're not going to get anything out of him. Right. Hell, he's probably on furlough. From them or from their insurance through their car either. So okay. it's literally, it's kind of a 50-50 loss situation, huh. if that makes sense. All right, Megan, thanks. Megan, do appreciate the call. Thank you for it. If you take away nothing from this conversation, just don't get in the car if there's somebody else in the car. Because what Lyft is going to say, Scott, is we tell our drivers they're not allowed to have a passenger. We we can't monitor all 30 million drivers around the world at any given time if they have somebody in their car. We we don't know if they've got their husband in the car and they're going running errands while they're picking you up. 913-586. 7798. Mike in St. Joe. Mike, good afternoon. Hi. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Yeah, I, I drive for Uber and Lyft as well. And uh, about last year, yeah, last year I had a situation where 
I was I asked both companies if it would be all right if I could have my daughter ride with me while I while I did Uber and Lyft. Tight situation. I needed the money, and you know, uh, babysitting was tight. So yeah. they were very adamant about no, she cannot ride. And then they made they also sent me retraining on company policy that you cannot have anybody in the vehicle with you while you're driving. It was very adamant. I had to do the retraining before I can get out and drive again. So, oh, I am uh, sorry about that. Uh, it was all right. I, I did the retraining, and I was still able to drive. It wasn't a big deal. It was just, like I said, it was a question that I was asking them if it would be okay. And they so, were like, no, you cannot do that. We do not allow that. That cannot happen. So, Mike, help so, me out here because I, I've, I, I rarely have been in an Uber. I've been in an Uber maybe three times in my life. Definitely never driven for Uber. Is there like a central dispatch that you call to ask these questions? No. Well, Uber has uh, – you can call Uber and somebody will pick up. But with Lyft, you have to do it through the app. I've never been able to get in touch with anybody from Lyft. Okay. But uh, Uber – they do have someone that you can call and talk to. Yeah. But generally they would like you to talk to the, communicate with them through the app, through the driver app. And then they're, they're pretty prompt with their response back. And yeah, Mike, real, I'm sorry. How old was your daughter at the time that they said no? Uh, at the time, at the time she was seven. That was last year. So she was seven. She was seven. Yeah. Which yeah. to me as a writer, Mike, that would not bother me at all. You're like, I hope you don't mind. I have my seven-year-old daughter, you know, as long as she's not projectile right. vomiting or something, it wouldn't bother me at all. It's when I get right. in the car and there are two adults and I'm paying for one of them to drive me around safely. And I yeah. don't know who the other one is from Adam who wouldn't be connected to the company in any way. There, there's no way they are allowing that. And I think in Lawrence, in this horrifying case in Lawrence, you see why. Right, right, right. Now I have been in situations where I'm going to pick up a passenger and there'd be some other people there waiting for their ride to show up. And they're like, hey, we'll pay you to get in. If we can get in, well, that's up to this person. You know, I'm here to pick them up. Well, hey, let them in. Okay. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll take you. You know, I'll take you. It's more mm -hmm. money for me. But, you know, generally speaking, you're there to pick up a particular person. Yeah. They want you to pick that those people up and take them where they need to go. Okay, Mike, thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you. And, okay, and be you know well. how careful I am. Even then, I would not do that. You don't take somebody else's Uber, and here's why. They now think it's Dana getting in the car because I called this Uber. And then if Mike comes Isn't along. Isn't that on you? It's on, it's on the app. Then if someone else comes along and tries to steal my Uber, and he says, yeah, I'll get on in for his safety, you're now not dealing with Dana. You don't know who you have in that car. That's right. <laughs> okay. Can you make a living being an Uber driver? Oh, yeah. You, like, you can pay the mortgage, buy the groceries. Yeah. You can make a living being yeah. an Uber driver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there's some insurance issues, like she said. Uh, you know, you're going to have wear and tear on your car, you have extra miles on your Obviously, car. yeah. You're going to be picking up drunks if you... Now, I have several drivers who have told me, I just don't turn on my app to pick up people after 11 p.m. I just don't do it. Because because more likely right. than not, they're going to be drunk. Even though you they're know gonna... you are going to make a lot of money if you head downtown to, you know, around well, power and light. Well, you're also going to be swinging by the, the car wash. Correct. To vacuum out your car because they just puked all over the dashboard. Correct. Did I hmm. tell you we had an Uber?
in Biloxi, and the woman had a full, and I mean full, karaoke set up in the back of the seat. Okay, that's awesome. Scott, large projector screen. The subwoofers were facing toward us. We each had our own. This was an Uber driver in Biloxi? High-end, like, professional-grade microphones, like the gold ones that you see the stars singing into. <laughs> and literally, she's like, do you guys, would you prefer 80s? And I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, do we have Atlantic Star? And it was just all the way home, we were belting out. Now, <laughs> I'm sure she has earplugs in, because I don't. that would get old after about three minutes, I think, as an Uber driver. Yeah. But, you know, you're trying to separate yourself from the crowd, and that's one way to do it. Did you tip her extra? Have you heard me sing All Out of Love by Air Supply? Well, I have. Yeah. I gave her $20 and asked her to drive by Sonic so I could get cheese tots. Okay, so her mama didn't raise a fool. No. <laughs> That's like, what you're saying. Got a live one in the backseat here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to uh, keep the chatter to a minimum. Keep the chatter to a minimum. And I don't need and the words to this song because I know them all by heart. And turn up that Atlantic star. <laughs> Can I get some reverb back here, please? <laughs> Can I get some reverb? About to blow your socks off, Marge. The treble's a little low <laughs> back here. I don't know if you have. You, you would have to be the patient, the most patient person. <laughs> I don't know if you have time to turn, turn up the treble. History to do a karaoke Uber after like 11 p.m. And we had had some wine, if you know what I mean. So who was in the car with oh you? Oh my God, me and my girlfriend, Patty. Oh. Do you have air supply, please? She's like, which one do you want? And I'm like, yeah, I just start playing the hits. I know them all. All out of love? <laughs> I love, love time. Can you do a couple of extra loops around the neighborhood? Because we don't have enough time for me to belt out all of the hits that I know. I mean, the catalog is deep. <laughs> She's like, would you please get out of my car? <laughs> please get out. Now. <laughs> I need you to exit the vehicle immediately. <laughs> no, like yesterday. I did not sign up for this. Actually, ma'am, you did. <laughs> Karaoke's so in you car. did karaoke in her car? Yeah. She offered it. I accepted the offer. <laughs> <laughs> offer accepted. I'm pretty sure, actually. I mean, if you would want so me to funny. share. Uh, did you videotape oh, it? Oh, I'm pretty sure that we did. Oh, the memory God. of that night is a little fuzzy, but I am almost, <laughs> Patty, I am almost positive that I would have taped that. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't because deserve you we were la- We were just laughing so hard. I mean, we just couldn't stop laughing. And again, I'm sure. <laughs> and this is in the backseat of an Uber oh in Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah. Is that I'll, right? I'll have to look for it. Okay. It's, it's, it's bad. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's bad. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. That is Chris Minder. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. So we found it. Dana was in Biloxi a couple of weeks ago and was in the back seat of an Uber. And the Uber driver had a built-in karaoke machine with microphones. Super loud. You never know if you're going to have time. No, the prof- these were professional microphones. So play the video oh, of God. you and your, who, who, who's it's your friend? me and Patty, and we're singing, a, this was Air Supply. There's no easy way to <laughs> That's got drunk written all over it. <laughs> that has drunk. Oh my God. There is not enough money in the world for 99.9% of y'all listening 
to be the karaoke Uber driver. That poor driver. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure the next night we were like, we should try to get her again. And she's like, please, God, no. <laughs> no, I'm retired. <laughs> the machine's broken. Sorry. Uh, Specifically, will not play our supply ever again. Ever. Or Atlantic Star. <laughs> CNN, uh, a man is accused of a let. Listen to this. A man is accused of allegedly stealing more than $23,000 in cash on board of a plane. The 52-year-old Chinese national was on a scoot flight from Vietnam to Singapore on December 16th. An airline spokesperson said a passenger alerted the cabin crew about the suspected theft. According to the charge sheet, the man allegedly stole from three separate Passengers. I'm going to say you're not supposed to have anything more than $9,999. If convicted, he could face up to three years in jail, a fine, or both. But he made off with $23,000 from three separate passengers. Um, Digging through whose luggage and where? Because I, usually on a plane, I mean, I've been on a couple of planes. Yeah. Uh, if you get up to get into the overhead bin, like, it's for, like, 15 seconds just to grab earbuds and be done. To find that amount of money, there would be a lot of digging and moving and maneuvering. And then at some point, someone would go, what are you doing in my bag, weirdo? Who who carries that amount of money? I mean, on average, that's $7,500 per passenger that he robbed, allegedly. Wow. Who carries $7,000 on them on a plane? No one that I have ever met. I mean, to your point. Wait, where was the plane coming from, like Colombia or it was something? From going from <laughs> Vietnam to Singapore. That's it. I'm going to bet there's a lot of cash on this plane. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been on a flight or two. I don't think I've ever had more than $300 on me. I don't think I've ever had more than $300 on me in my entire life. <laughs> okay. 30,000 feet up in the air or down on the ground. Uh, story here out of Rome, also from CNN. A five-year dig into the side of Rome's Palatine Hill yielded treasure last week when archaeologists discovered a deluxe banquet room dating from around the first century B.C., featuring a sizable, intact, and brightly colored wall mosaic. It a is, banquet room. Yes, uh, completely untouched. Look at that room. Oh, wow. Isn't that wall beautiful? Okay, where'd the electricity come from? Okay, well, I think they piped that in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, wow. Okay. Move over, Edison. <laughs> they beat you on I, this one. I, I, <laughs> I'm sure. No, seriously. I'm showing you this beautiful mosaic, and all you can focus on are the floor lights. Yes. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Something's <laughs> not adding up here. That room ain't 2,300 years old. <laughs> Liars! You lie! I see a power cord there. <laughs> I'm calling BS on this line. Uh, the room was completely intact, was completely untouched for 2,300 years. And they've. Can I ask a question? How do they know it was untouched for 2,300 well, years? Well, how is it that every time we hear about stories like, you know, they found these um, pots in yeah. Israel and there were these scrolls in them and then you see these mosaics in rome how do these things go 2300 years and nobody knows that they're there i don't know that's why we have archaeologists and paleontologists and otherologists 
this was in Rome. This wasn't like secluded right. on some hillside in Tuscany. Right. This was in Rome. And nobody decided. And then what do they wonder, do what, with that space now? I wonder I mean, what's on you, the other side of this wall. What, what, do you, what do they do with it? You can't excavate it. You can't put it in a museum. You probably could. The room? No, you would tear the walls. I mean, you yeah. would just slice the walls off and put it in a museum. I mean, it's beautiful. All right, bizarre story out of Mexico, and I don't mean to freak everybody out, but you know how um, fascinated I am kind of by sharks and alligators, and I don't know why. Um, there is a woman, and they thought she was filming. Like, okay, it's her daughter's birthday. She's a toddler, and you see them on the shoreline. And oh, yes. the girl is like two or three years old, and you see somebody filming because it's little girl's birthday. And so the camera is zoomed in on the little girl and this woman. But if you look back, just not very far, they're right there on the shoreline, right there where, where the ocean is right there. Mm-hmm. If you look back, maybe, what would you say, Scott? 30 yards max. 30 yards max, yes. Max. There is someone standing in the ocean, like kind of waving like help or like waving like hi. You don't really know until you read the story. And then you're like, no, that was definitely a wave for help. Kind of waving. Right. A woman survived what they now believe to either be a shark or an alligator attack. And I did not know alligators were in the ocean in Mexico, but apparently they are. And the whole thing was caught on tape because this tourist was filming her daughter, you know, kind of splashing around right where the water comes in, the tide. It's a disturbing video in the background. And it's far enough away that you're not like, it's not blood and guts. No, it's not like that scene in Jaws. But right. you know, now that you know what it is, it's like, oh, my goodness. They are now studying the man's wounds. He did not survive, but his female companion did survive. I think they were from Canada. And they are like 30 yards off that shore. And there is no screaming. There is no like, you know, in the movies, you're like, help, help. There is nothing, but you see him kind of waving, and then you don't see anything. Beach has been closed to the public after the attack. Where was it? Does it say where um, in Mexico? I can't find where they say, pardon me, the tourists were from Belgium. Belgium. Belgium, they were Belgian. And they keep saying either a shark or a crocodile. They don't yet know. It was Mexico's Pacific Coast resort of Zihuateno. What? <laughs> what? Zihuateno. <laughs> I don't know. And where is that located next to? Here's why I don't understand this. <laughs> Shut up. What? See, <laughs> Watanio. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Why do they not know whether this was a shark or a crocodile? The man, obviously, his he could not survive his injuries. His leg is gone. But the woman survived. It sounds like his life is gone. Yes, the woman survived. Anyway, they are studying it. The beaches are closed. So okay. if you are planning on going to... See what? Huateno. Don't go. Do not get in the water. Why would you want to go there? I don't now. What is there? Shut up. (laughs) By the way, um, breaking news. The zoo in Denver has announced, with Maury Povich's help, the father of the orangutan. We talked about this yesterday. I know, but but remember, it ended with... Oh, that's right. You have to tune in tomorrow. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought you were having some kind of brain no, bleed. No, remember yesterday yes. they said you have to tune in tomorrow. Okay, it was to either find a, out, oh, wait, it was either a sixteen-year-old that fathered the orangutan or, or like a thirty-year-old. 30 year old. Okay, correct. Who's the father? 
Let's just say the older you get doesn't mean you're less spry. No way. 30-year-old Barani. Is the father of the baby orangutan. That's correct. 16-year-old Jaya, you are not the father. Not believe. And Maury Povich announced that today at the Denver Zoo. (laughs) That is so wrong. All right, we got to get going. On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, Chris Minders, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks, and God willing, we are back tomorrow for Festivus Friday, 2 o'clock. We'll do Festivus Friday at 5. Have a wonderful evening. Be safe, be well, and most importantly, be good. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.